Welcome to the Seek Go Create podcast. This is Tim Winders, your host. I'm a coach for business owners, executives, and leaders. My wife and I consider ourselves nomads. We currently travel, live, and work in our 39-foot RV. In fact, those that might be watching this, I'm in the passenger seat of the RV right now. That's where I'm recording my portion of the podcast. I do want to encourage all of you that are listening to make sure you listen to the end of the podcast. We've got a lot of great tips and training that we're going to be doing, but make sure you listen because we will include ways that you can continue this conversation that we start today so you, you can connect with us and communicate with us directly. So anyway, just make sure you stay to the end. Today, we have Tanya J. Miller as our guest. And as always, I'm excited. I love, I love, hey there, I love having, uh, I love having our guest and just having these conversations. She's an author speaker, coach, and strategist. Her focus is on life and leadership where she helps individuals and organizations discover, diagnose, and develop purpose, passion, vision, and destiny. Those are a lot of awesome words right there. Tanya, welcome to the Seat Go Create podcast. Hey, Tim. Hello to the Seat Go Create family. Definitely excited to be here and ready to dig into the conversation that we'll be going into to do what you do and do what I do and make sure we do it well. I'm ready. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, so first question I always like to ask, and I really love it when we have coaches and strategists and people that have your kind of background is, is elevator speech. What, what do you really do? Give me a real quick, you got 10 seconds and I look over at you and say, Hey, Tanya, what do you do? I help people and organizations figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together so they can do life right and well. Yeah, I like that. I like that puzzle pieces. That's good. Very good. So, all right. Now, we're we're recording this in May. In May. In fact, we're recording it on my wife's birthday, which is cool. And, Happy uh, birthday, and, and, Mrs. Winders. <laughs> yeah. And her name, you'll love this. Her name is Glory. G-L-O-R-I. Glory. Oh, wow. She got the glory already. That's awesome. That's she's, awesome. She's got the glory. And one of the things we say all the time is when you're around her, then you have been glorified. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Happy <laughs> birthday indeed. Yes, 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 yes. So 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 what I'd love to do first is just share kind of what part of the world you're in and and let us know, you know, how family and everybody's doing because you know, we are hopeful that everything is a-okay by the time this podcast releases. But right now, most people are kind of in quarantine, lockdown. Some people are starting to get out in some states. But just give us a glimpse of where you are and how everybody's doing. Yeah, so I am in Dallas, Texas. That's the bigger city you would be familiar with. But actually, I'm in Irving, um, a suburb or city outside of Dallas. And everyone's doing fine. Um, you know, mom and dad, they are, um, my dad actually is still working. He does some, I guess you would say some essential work. So him and my little brother have still been working. My mom is a teacher's assistant for special education. So she's technically working too. <laughs> she's working from home. Um, it's definitely been a challenge working and trying to work with the kids via Zoom because of the autism and um, uh, Down syndrome and different things like that. So that's been a challenge to try and do some type of a Zoom teaching and lesson plan. Um, my niece, my brother's um, little girl, she's there as well doing her homework, or at least she's getting it in before the deadline. 
that's I'll say that way. <laughs> um, my husband and I were doing well. Um, he's working from home as well. I'm more or less on a sabbatical right now, but um, everybody's doing okay. Nieces and nephews, you know, um, cousins, others, my older siblings, every, my sister, my older sister, everybody's kind of doing okay, trying to abide by the rules that are here in Texas. Friday, we opened up semi, they say, but it seems like we opened up all the way, but we're still staying put and just being cautious and um, careful. Yeah, and that's a good thing, and that's, and again, hopefully, when this airs, when the yeah. when the when the final podcast episode airs, everything will be great. But you know, we're in a we're in a changing world. There's a lot going on. Absolutely, your background, your background, author, speaker, coach, strategist. I guess those are all words I love because they kind of <laughs> also describe me a little bit, which is probably mm -hmm. one of the reasons we were kind of drawn to each other. Absolutely. But tell me each. Each one of those, either positive or maybe even a little negative, I know I like to be optimistic, but mm -hmm. how are each one of those roles being impacted in in our world that we're in, kind of this new normal we're in? Yeah, so, um, you know, I had some book signings that I had scheduled, and um, they didn't switch to virtual, so some of those book signings have been canceled. I had some speaking engagements. Um, they didn't switch to virtual. So they've been postponed until 2021. Um, as far as any coaching, I've kind of just more or less um, continued on with virtual. Most that's already kind of what I was doing easier because I can I do coaching across the country, so you don't have to actually be here. So those kind of measures, if you will, were already in place. I wasn't doing like any one-on-one -on -one personal. Um, and then strategy sessions, same thing, you know, offering the ability that if your organization is still open, but virtual, let's just have a virtual leadership session or a virtual conversation with, you know, CEO, founder, or, um, a virtual training. So um, that hasn't been changed much either, you know, because of the flexibility of how it can be done. Um, that hasn't changed, but the, definitely as an author, those book signings with actual bookstores local here, um, they were closed. I got one in before, right before it closed everything down. And then, like I said, my speaking engagements, they were all over. And they um, have been either canceled or postponed to 2021. But, you know, I would say in all of this, what it's, um, you know, reminded me to do is to pivot, you know, not to let one thing that may look like a burden or look like a stumbling block, you know, not to let it weigh me down, but find a way to pivot and use, you know, go about it a different way. So prime example is, you know, as an author and speaker and coach and strategist, I decided, hey, let me be proactive and reach out to opportunities to where I can, you know, partner and build community and build connection and build collaboration with awesome people that are podcasters or even doing virtual summits and conferences and hey, pitch myself, why not bet on me? And those that have been um, ones that saw what I was about, saw my brand, loved it and um, definitely um, tuned into me and were attracted you know, to what I was talking about. We scheduled them and we've done them. And like you said, you saw a little bit of what I was doing in you and vice versa. And so that's definitely why I'm here. And 
like I say, you you know, it's been a challenge, but sometimes when challenges come, you have to see it from a new way and, and a new perspective and then cultivate your next measure from that standpoint. Yeah, and that's good. And and again, that's kind of one of the reasons we were drawn to each other, mm -hmm. uh, because I think somebody on your team reached out and mm -hmm. and we have a lot of people reaching out to us. You know, there's a lot of people wanting to talk to podcasters now and a lot of people starting podcasts, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of related to that, I actually just at this time I'm coming off where there was a client that we had that we were going to have an event in Palm Springs, California, oh, that this last nice. weekend. <laughs> that would have yeah, been nice. It, it, it would have been nice to be there, except during this time when nobody can fly or some yeah. people, you know, not really fly travel. It would have been very interesting. And we just came off doing it. We pivoted very quickly, did a virtual summit. And let me just tell you, it went very well, far exceeded our expectations, awesome. That's great. both participative and learned a ton. So maybe offline, you and I can talk about all that we learned from it because we didn't, we really didn't understand what we were doing, but we came out of it very well, very profitable and provide a lot of resources wow. for people that are going to continue learning and being part of it. So a lot of things going on. And you know what, this is really a time that I think all of us are going to be forced to stretch. Don't you think? Oh, stretch indeed. Stretch change your perspective, figure out a new way to, you know, do what, deliver what you do, create or do or produce, but from a way that you can get it to people given the circumstances. And so, yeah, you're going to have to shift. You're going to have to look at it from a different paradigm. Absolutely. You're going to stretch. I love that. I actually have a message button that says you got to stretch for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, now, a lot of people can find you. You have something that's talking with Tanya. Yeah. I have to be careful. I might, I, I, it's Tanya, not Tanya. So it's Tanya, Tanya. I, I have to remember that. Hey, talking with I'm Tanya. Okay. T t tell, tell us a little bit about that. And, and we're going to provide links in the notes and mm -hmm. also that people could stay connected with you. And I, I'm moving towards talking about your recent book, Things My Mama Said. I love the title of that. <laughs> it just sounds like we're going to have fun with this conversation, but oh we're kind of warming up to it. We're it's warming hilarious. up to it right now. <laughs> so, so tell us about Talking with Tanya, what that talking is. Talking with Tanya, it originally was a blog or rather it wasn't even a blog. It was an email over 15 years ago. And it was just a way to stay connected with the young adults that were part of the nonprofit that I was had around mentorship. And I dissolved the nonprofit, but everybody was like, but are you keeping talking to you going? And so it's been around, you know, providing motivation, inspiration, and encouragement for wherever you're at. And, you know, when I set up my business, TNJ Miller LLC, I realized that I wanted to bring it under that um, because it was already a brand on its own and people already recognized it and they loved it. So, you know, it's moved from an email to a blog to, you know, a newsletter to, you know, a post social media and now it's a vlog. So, you know, it just helps you for wherever you at, gets you the message, the motivation, all of that, exactly where you are. You don't have to fix you for you to get this message. So you've been pivoting for a while now. If that was 15 years ago and and you just went through, I don't know how many different avenues. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, in that sometimes I had to start all over with my audience and with my followers. But I knew there was a purpose and I knew that people needed what I had. So even if I started out with zero 
or one or five, those five needed exactly what I was going to offer at that time as far as the message and motivation and inspiration and encouragement. So I dare not stop just because I only I have to start all over again. That just means, like you said, pivot and, and keep going. So that's what exactly yeah. I did. Yeah. So who do you who who really works with you? And I know that if if you do similar to what I do, you'll work with anyone. Mm-hmm. But 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 typically we kind of have, I don't know if it's an ideal audience or client. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, can you do you have a profile or or anything? I, I mean, know that you could just tell us? how you're asking me. That's how you you can you you kind of have the same thoughts about it when somebody asks me. Like it's not necessarily it's an ideal person as far as demographics it's a person that's ready to to tap into their purpose it's a person that is is ready to go after and pursue what's in them and what's already been in them all the time and what was born in them but they didn't know how to pull it out they didn't know how to tap in they didn't know how to uncover it and I work with them to build out that roadmap and I work with them to come up if they're wanting to do a business or a nonprofit, a strategy to go in place to to, to, to make those next steps and I coach them along the way. So it's a lot of times a person that's ready to do purpose for real in real life and, and go all the way with it because they're tired of the old life that they've been living and they that they've been living for everybody else but themselves. So, you know, age graph, age demographics, you know, honestly, a lot of times it's literally from 18 to 55 and it's half and half men and women, honestly. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's good because, because what you're really talking about is more mindset yep. than what's on the outside, yep. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. All right. So, so we, we've talked to a number of people that are in that, we'll call it coach world. And there's a, there's some theories and thoughts that I have, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of grill you on these because I have some theories that it's hard, it's hard to prove because it's hard to get the date on it, but okay. I'm curious, have you always had that coach gene or did you just develop it over time? Oh, it's the other one. I literally, that's, that's literally what it is. I tell people, they're like, well, how did you get into coaching? I was like, first of all, this whole word is new to me, but I said, it's what I was already doing. Like I was already, you know, mentoring and ministering and, and, and providing guidance and providing um, accountability to teens and youth and young adults and women and men. I was like, I've been doing this like for 18 years, over 18 years. Like I took over my, my, my youth department at 17. Like I've been doing this for a long time. And even then, before that, I was a teen leader. So I was like, but okay, since the world has made a name for it, Let's go and get some education behind it, get a title behind it, so I can let them know that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's the it's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, and I and I bet, and listen, I'm gonna kind of go a little bit farther. I mm-hmm. bet it didn't start when you were 17. Oh no, I no. I bet no, if we didn't. could go back and talk to <laughs> Tanya in elementary school, mm-hmm. I bet on the playground. I bet you were organizing and you would watch for the person that was not quite participating and you would go over and encourage them. Tell me if I'm saying anything wrong here. Listen, my fourth and fifth grade teacher, her name was Mrs. Johnson. And she literally told my parents, she said, if Tanya, if if I'm teaching in class and if 
everybody's kind of looking weird. She said, and then I look at Tanya, and she's not got it. That means, nope, I got to start over. Because if Tanya doesn't get it, then nobody's going to get it. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. But it let me know, like, one, I was already a leader, but I was more of a servant leader. I was just more of wanting to help and to make sure everybody was okay and, and they understood everything and they were able to excel. So it was already in me to be that leader, to be that coach. It was in there. It's just, it's just um, was already a part of what I was doing and who I was. You know, and so to your point about the gene, I would say it's more or less the purpose for that was already there before I was born. It was already a part of my my DNA, my essence. And so over the years, it it was gro- growing and grooming and coming to the place of fruition to where you you see it today. But it's always been there. Yeah. And it's still growing. I mean, we still are stepping into that. I always say our assignment that we have in the kingdom is that we're really all just we're stepping into it. And listen, I'm I'm, I believe I'm a good bit older than you are and I'm still stepping. I mean, I'm still stepping into it and seeing what it is. And uh, but, you know, also a part of it. And this is kind of where we're going to, I think, have a lot of fun. A part of it is the environment that you're in. It's the, it has spiritual as it has family. It has, there is, there are even some generational things that have probably occurred that have led to it. So what I'd love to do, and I I love to do this on the podcast and, you know, we're in the entrepreneur space. So a lot of people say, just talk about business and marketing. (laughs) No, I like I like to know what made people tick. Okay. And also like, and I also know we have people that are in ministry, business, people that are just doing stuff. So I'd love for you to just kind of, let's just have fun. Tell us about, about what, where you grew up, a little bit about the family. And we're, we're going to get into things your mama said in a little while. So let's don't launch into that just yet. I think that's going to be a big part of it. But, but, but set the stage for us on what made Tanya, Tanya. Well, first of all, since we're talking and we're able to flow freely talking about kingdom, um, I was born as a PK into the in the kingdom. So I didn't have I, I, I was already there. So I'm a pastor's kid. If you don't know what that means, I'm a PK. Yeah. And so, um, you know, growing up, you know, we'll talk about it more. But I'll just tell you um, from where my parents came from. And what they had starting out, they knew it was more that they wanted to give us. And so the beautiful thing about what they did was they made the decision to sacrifice. And what I mean by that is you could say we grew up in the inner city, the urban, the hood, you know, whatever you want to call it. But they didn't want us to have that mindset. They didn't want us to have that mentality. They didn't want us to only see what they what only think that we could see what we had only have what we could see you know and so or think and so they wanted to expose us to the more and so it, sacrifice meant it would be a challenge right we are catching that and so they sacrificed to move us to another part of the city but that had better education because there were issues um in the schools that we had me and my my older brother at the time there were issues they told was this um, Dallas? Was this the Dallas area? Fort Worth. Fort Worth. They told okay, us Worth. that um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with special education, but they told us that we were remedial and special ed and, you know, all these things. And my parents were like, I oh, know. It 
no, I know my children. So let me take them out of what you think they are and let me show them and take them to where I know they should be. And so we moved school districts and literally I, I, I straight A's, straight A's, you know, honor roll, uh, gifted and talented programs, uh, all these applied learning programs, magnet school, I, AP, but I'm the same girl that they told that you were you were special ed, you were this, you were that. You tried to label me. My, my parents were like, no, no, no. You will not label my children. I know what's in them. I know what's birthed in, what's able to be birthed in them. You don't have the right tools. And so um, that sacrifice was very real. My dad actually has been an entrepreneur my entire life, in addition to being a pastor, and but at, time, at that time, a minister. And so, um, you know, anybody that's an entrepreneur, you know, there's ups and downs, ebbs and flows, seasons where things are going great and where things are not going great. And so trying to live, if you will, what somebody would assume above your means with those ups and downs, it has challenges, absolutely, you know, challenges. But we always knew why they did what they did. And that never, and we never um, questioned that because we knew that my dad didn't even have a diploma, need to graduate. My mom um, wanted two years in college. They wanted us to have more. And so they showed and exposed us to more. And in that, seeing more of what was out there for us, it let us know that we could actually go for it. And so that's what we did. You know, I had internships and mentorships like in third and fifth grade. Like I saw things that I, I, I wouldn't have seen in my original environment. And so because my environment changed, the exposure changed, the opportunities changed as well. Yeah, so, all right, being a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. um, I knew when I was growing up just outside of Atlanta, this was a few years back, I knew some, I grew up with some kids that were in the same category, we'll just say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's and it seemed as if they fit, and you hate to really pigeonhole people, but they fit <laughs> one of two one of two things. So I'm okay. About to ask, I don't know where we're going, but okay. Confession I, question. Yeah. There was either the there were either the ones that they would toe the line and would be living above and beyond any of the expectations that one might have for a preacher's kid. Okay. Or or they were doing everything they could to get away from that preacher's kid. And so, just so you know, my wife was a, her father was a minister also. Okay. So we've We're had discussions. We're all in here. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, not me. I was not definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> we won't get okay. into that. So, so which one were you? Were you one that you did everything right and you dotted all the T, you know, dotted all the I's, crossed the T's? Or were you one that kind of skirted the other side and said, hmm, let me see if I could dabble in the other side here just to see what the other, other world, how the other world lives? So, Tim, that's it's a compounded question because Ooh. we didn't get raised like normal PKs or normal people were raised back then. I, me and my mother actually had a conversa- conversation about this um, on Facebook Live yesterday. And um, I told her, she was like, I was like, you do know, like, most people weren't raised like this. And she was like, why? Like, why wouldn't they be raised like this? Like, what's the problem? I was like, mom, like, literally, 
they told us the way. They gave us the, the the tools, and then they let us make our own decisions. But they also said that there would be consequences. So that's why I said you're, you're, it wasn't that, you know, we did. They let us do what it, if I'm just be honest. If you were going to go to a party or to a club or to a dance Saturday night, that's your decision to go because I, I'm going to give you free will and I'm going to let you make your decisions. But there's also going to be on this other side Sunday morning when I come knock on your door and my dad would say good. He would sing a song. I can't remember it is, what it is right now, but he would knock on the door and sing a song every Sunday morning. And if you didn't get up, you didn't get dressed, you didn't get ready, you went on time, that was going to be the problem. Because if you're going to go with you, do what you want to do on Saturday, you're going to have to do what I say to Sunday and so that's why I said like and they would dialogue with us like we would be able to have open conversation and say what we like you could say what you want to say like if you, you and that may have been like she said and she was like I understand that some of the things that kids would say a parent might get offended by or upset by she was like but I'd rather you they were like I'd rather you talk to me and say all of what you need to say then you go out to the world and to the streets and to somebody else and they lead you astray. And so that's why I said it's compounded because they let us do it, not necessarily like whatever we wanted to do, but they let us have free will in our decisions, but they also make sure that there were going to be consequences and, um, and, and you would still have to buy. So yeah, it's, we, we grew up very differently. Like, yeah, like we had our own phone lines, like in third grade. <laughs> and we didn't have a curfew of when you had to get off the phone, which like everybody was like, you don't have to get off the phone at a certain time. I'm like, no, why do you have to get off the phone? So we, yeah, it was very different than most people would think, especially as PK kids. Yeah, you know, you know the thing that just jumped out at me uh-huh. is uh, I've actually had this conversation before on the podcast with someone who really grew up in a very different world. They actually are a C-level executive out in Silicon Valley right now. Okay. And they said the same thing. We were talking about integrity. We were talking about things related to you know honor. And he said the same thing, that the reason he has that is because of the freedom his parents gave him when he was growing up. Yep, yep. Like, that's, pretty, that's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's why I was like, and we're going to get into it, but I was, I was like, you. No, I'm telling you, I meet a lot of people that literally are like, hey, how did y'all grow up like this? Like, your, I, how are your parents not strict? Like, how is, I was like, they told us the way, they gave us the decisions, they let us make our own decisions, they let us talk to them freely, they let us come to about whatever we needed to come to them about, and that was how it was. Like, my, they were just like, who else would you go to? Why would you go to anybody else? Why would I n- not be able to talk to you? Why would I be afraid to talk to what I birthed, what I brought into mm. this world, what came for me? No. Uh, yeah, you came for me, so you are me. Okay, That's what, right. what, That's, what is it about? That is so good. And, you know, I have to be careful because I'll take off preaching because <laughs> here's what, here's what I heard there. Here's what I heard there yes, sir. is that relationship is so much more powerful than religion. 
Oh, yeah. Because religion is about the rules and regulations and you better do this, you better do that or else, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like there was power in the relationship, which to oh, me yeah. is a great model for how we're supposed to have relationship with our Father, Heavenly Father. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. I hear you. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, I guess you could say they modeled it for us. They modeled the way, they showed us the way, and we had the free will to make the decisions and, and, and go after the life that we chose. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, all right, so I got a, gosh, a couple of questions rolling in my head. Let me try to stay focused. Okay. <laughs> what was what was the value? And it's okay. I don't I don't mind telling people it's okay if Holy Spirit just kind of comes in. We do this quite often on the podcast, so no big deal. But what was the value of not just being full-time ministry, but also having the business and entrepreneur? Because many times I, I'm a little bit challenged with people that are maybe just full-time ministry because I'm a business guy. I was actually saved in a business setting, but yet I also consider myself a minister and I preach and my wife and I do, but yet we have a lot of business also. So looking back, what was the value of having that business example as well as ministry example? Did that impact you at all? And if so, how? It taught me how to be able to um, have a business and run it from a kingdom perspective and um, know, you know, whatever I did, it was unto him, even if it was a regular, you know, like he had a, a auto shop. He ran it in decency and in order. He ran it as the spirit of excellence. He put the biblical kingdom um, principles into effect in everything he did and how he modeled the the business and um, even how he ran it. Even, and so it showed me how to model a kingdom business, even if it wasn't ministry. Hmm. That's good. See, I, I, I love the thought of that because to me, that is a full definition of kingdom. It's ministry. It's business. It's not necessarily nonprofit or for profit. It is just to advance. It's to advance that kingdom. And you know what? I've seen people that drive for Uber that do it as well as anybody mm -hmm. that is sometimes standing in a pulpit preaching every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. You, you can, like you said, you can get saved anywhere. It's not about the That's place, right. it's, about the, it's about the assignment. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. All right. So another thing that I love to ask about people that have spiritual background, but then also are operating in the business world is what were the concepts of money when you were growing up? Sound like just like many things you had. I love the spiritual term seasons. You know, some business people don't understand, but that's a spiritual term. We had seasons and that's sometimes a code word for there was some really good times and there was some not so good times. Um, but uh, but what did you learn about money, good and bad? Listen, I've, I've gone back on this podcast and shared some things that I've had to overcome about about money because of some things about the way I was raised. But talk to us just about money. Um, you know, I would say part of why I went and did the corporate path and why I still do it in education 
was because I wanted the education to back up the purpose. I wanted to be able to have not just the principles of the kingdom, but the 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 um the knowledge and the uh, skills as well. And so I knew that I wanted to be able to help in that sense because I saw the struggles. I saw the times when there was plenty and then when there was none and not necessarily able to, you know, come through that hole, if you will. And so, um, like I said, there were times even because of that, it affected home, but we were okay because we knew it, but just because we knew it didn't mean that I didn't want to learn how to do it better. And so that's exactly what I did, you know, those times, those hard times of loss and, you know, finances, you know, weren't there and, um, you know, couldn't borrow from this person anymore. You know, it was the struggle, you know, there were times when the lights were on and times when we were, you know, cutting, you know, putting some wood in the fire to stay warm, you know, boiling water, you know, so there were times to where, um, you know, you had lunch money that day and then you had to go figure out to bring you, make you a lunch because there wasn't some. <laughs> so, you know, I learned how to make sure um, I did some things better and I, and I, and I um, used what they were giving us, the sacrifices that they were making to be able to learn how to um, put myself in a position to where I had the education that I could demand more financially, that I had the experience and I had the knowledge that I could excel further. And they did all of what they did for us. And so there's nothing now that if they need, you know, we don't try to supply and we don't try to help because we, uh, all of us, you know, wouldn't be where we are without them. And um, we know that. And we know where they started and we know where they're at. And, um, you know, they're still not anywhere near where we are financially um, as their children. But literally, if I, st- if I went to them today and said I need $100, they probably don't have it. But they're going to go find $100 and give it to us. And that's just who they are. It's not about them. It's about making sure they pass on what they didn't have and put it in us. And so um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it did. Did, it, did that drive you? I mean, because you obviously have gotten education, you've gotten some training beyond maybe had you, let's just say stayed at the level. You know, I, I, I think one of the things that is such a blessing for parents, it should be, I believe, is to look at their children and see them go beyond what they achieved, right? And so, Jim, you can't and keep my mom like, from telling somebody. <laughs> is she brag? Know. Does she brag? Yeah, I'm like, stop telling my business. Stop telling folks such and such. I just gotta let them know. Listen, that's my child. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I like so you just put on that's mama voice. Is that the mama voice that you put on? You could t- <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, really? like for real? Like, stop. Like, uh-uh. uh, well, since we brought it up, <laughs> since we brought it, why don't you tell everyone about Linda? 
tell him about your mama. And then I've got, there's a couple of chapters in the book. Like I said, I wasn't able to read it in depth and I'm going to ask you about the chapter title and let you give us a little bit of glimpse into the book. We're going to recommend everybody get the book and we're going to put the link in, but uh, first of all, tell us about her name. Her name's Linda, right? Did I read that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Linda. As she said yesterday, Linda Denise McAllister Franklin. I was like, did you do your whole name, Mama? <laughs> yes, Mama Linda, that's her. <laughs> yeah. So tell, you so about tell us about her. her. So yeah. um, she has, she birthed four children, but she is the mother, she was the mother of eight. We lost my sister last year, my oldest sister to cancer. Um, but she has been a minister's wife been a pastor's wife and I'll be honest she is not one to talk like so the fact that I got her to come take me I was shocked like I asked her and she was like okay and I was like did she know what I asked her but like she's one she's the first like because you know I'll be honest we grew up originally the church was Baptist and so if you know anything about some of the Baptist, Baptist like rules and doctrine like women at the time they didn't have that opportunity like that's why a lot of churches that were baptist or even other missionary baptists they had to go non-denominational because the baptists would not allow women to become preachers and and to have any roles beyond a missionary title and so um she had kind of that training or guidance as a minister's wife you, you sit that in that second row he preaching and you you say say a word hallelujah praise him and you cheer your husband on and then you smile and shake hands and da 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 like that was the role back then you know but as time has progressed and how um, you know things have went as far as going for them going non denominational she definitely is more active she told me yesterday she's still not gonna preach but she's more active and involved but. Um, what's in her has always been in her. She just may not have shown it or did it. And the crazy thing about what I, I found out yesterday, my granny passed in February. And so we were talking about her. And she and so I was like, I said, you know, I told people since we're talking kingdom, I flow in the prophetic. And I said, I openly, I've openly done it probably since 17 when I became my daddy's armor bearer. Like we be up there tag teaming. So, <laughs> um, but she said, and, but I told people, I said, I said, y'all do know I got it from her. She just, she'll just may say a pray about it or tell my daddy, but she's not from the, she, what, she will not go up there and say nothing or go say something to somebody. Uh, and so I said, I said, I got it from you. Did you get it from granny? She was like, yes. I did not know that, Tim. I did not know my granny floating the prosthetic. She was like, yes. She said, but she told her she would not do it because she, she said my granny told her she would not do it because she was too scared. And so just to know generationally that gift was still passed down, but the boldness came in and through me. And that I was, you know, he, I said, okay, God, I surrender. Yes, I'll flow. I'll go. Um, but they, I knew, but I still had the backing. I still had two more generations of it pushing and pulling on me to just say yes you know so each year each generation it, it progressed a little bit but um you know she tells mm. people she's always wanted to be a therapist and a psychologist and so she she'd be on that mind stuff so that's even how she did it she listen she will play mind tricks you don't need a whooping 
she gonna have mind a Jedi mind trick on you. You like, what she? Wait, what? That's how she did you, and and you were so confused. She just knows. You know, you know, got got so confused. You you didn't even want to do nothing wrong because you didn't know what what you didn't know what to do because you didn't understand what happened. So yeah, that's that's her. That's cool. But she loves you her song. <laughs> Speaking speaking of prophetic, as you were speaking there Mm -hmm. and talking about the generations of women, Mm -hmm. I actually saw a waterfall that had a flow that was starting, and I believe it was starting even way back from even the generations that you mentioned. And it started off with a cascade and it went down, and then it went to another holding and it went down again. And it just kept coming down. And Tanya, it just exploded in a big, huge pool that was with you mm. and all that you're doing. Wow. And all of it came down generations. Now, they were flowing. And I think they I think we all serve our purposes and we have our assignments, like we said earlier. But uh, but there are certain times and there are certain generations where things will literally expo- explode because of preparation that's been going on for generations before, correct? Absolutely, yeah. You about to make and me, so, you about to make me cry and shout. <laughs> like, and hold so, it together, tell you. <laughs> it was it was fascinating as I as you were saying that I just watched these waterfalls just flowing and cascading, and we all know that there's a lot of scriptural uh, foundation to water and the power of water and the flow and and all of those things. And so that's, that's incredible. And you know what, I I want to acknowledge this too. There has been a lot of uh, challenge over the years. I spent a little bit of time in a, in a Baptist church uh, growing up in the South and, and listen, love them. They, they learn the Bible and they can tell good Bible stories and they preach Bible and stuff that we need to get. But there are some things that they have taken some scriptures, I believe, out of context to try to keep women from from speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right? absolutely. And, and so anyway, well, that that's exciting. So we've got a little bit of background with your with your mama. And, and so so you wrote a book mm-hmm. called Things Mama Said, where you 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 did or you attempted to capture the essence of who your mama is. Tell us about the book, what inspired it, and then I'm going to ask some specific things about that. Because she was a fan favorite. Like, I, like literally, people were like, I need to meet her, I need to see her, I need to talk to her. Like, bring your mama. And like I said, she was not coming on no camera. And she wasn't writing your right or do that so it just I just felt and knew it was time because that wasn't my second project but I felt and knew that it was time to do it so I did and I pulled together talking with my little brother my little sister my older brother and my cousin who was basically in our household most of the time because she was a only child and her mom who also just passed recently um was uh always working so my mom said She's one of us. She's a part of us. I'm not going to let her be by herself. So she literally became the fifth or the not or the ninth of of us. So she was always with us and everything. And so I asked them, "Hey, do y'all remember some stuff Mama said?" They was like, "Yeah." I said, 
can, do you mind telling me some stories? And can I have your permission to tell some of these stories? Because I'm writing a book about mama. And they was like, yeah, like this sounds fun. Like they were excited. I said, okay. So it's 20 things, a story behind some of those things. But it also includes the life lesson we learned along the way. And, you know, like I said, I know some people didn't experience that. And I know people still need to see life from a different lens. And so that's what I tried to do. Yeah. How did how did she respond? She was okay with it. One thing I told her, I was like, I'm not going to do it if you don't approve it. Like, I'm not going to write the book if you don't um, say okay. She said, okay. And I said, okay. I'm not going to publish the book without your approval of reading the final product. So from the beginning, I got her permission. From the end, when we got ready to publish, I got her permission because I wanted to make sure she read the book and was okay with every word that was said. And she said yes. And I said, okay, I also want you to do a forward. Then we're going to do a prayer journal and I need to write some prayers. And so she was like, okay. She was okay with it. And, 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 and I, I think she's so okay with it that when I do book signings and she's helping me, she makes sure she signed the book too. <laughs> she's like, uh-uh, she's pass me that. Way. I got to sign too. Uh, I am the mama that she's talking about. It sounds like she was in an influencer and celebrity before influencer and celebrity was cool. Basically, like, yes. Yeah, she is a fan favorite for real. Like they are asked, they ask about her all the time. I actually had did a podcast interview with him, and apparently I talked about her so much. He said he wanted to interview with her, and I was like, first of all, <laughs> she's not gonna get on the mic. He said, no, just ask her, and I finally asked her, and she said, okay, so they gonna set something up. I was like, oh my god, I don't know where we're going with this. Like she's gonna blow up. <laughs> she she could she could step step into her assignment yeah that uh that may have been there for for a long time so well that's that's exciting and and i think give us the name it was a song that was the name of the devotion because i was thinking did is it mama said there'd be days like this is that the devotion yes yes that's actually the name um of the prayer journal yeah think the mama said okay every day like this yep and isn't there an old Motown song? Mama said there'd be days like this. Probably. There'd be days yeah. Like... yeah. <laughs> and she loved Motown. I read it going that, might be, that might be where I got it from. And it just stuck in my head because she loved Motown. She loved all Ooh. of that. Mm-hmm. Well, th- those are great titles. So, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you maybe to give us a little bit of peek into some of these chapters. And there's some of them that actually got me thinking about some really possibly deep conversation. We'll see if we want to go down that road, but um, all right. A hard head makes a soft and, and it's, it, it could see, it could be behind, but I'm going to say behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that comes from, you can do what you want to do, but know that there's going to be consequences because there's going to be consequences with every decision that you make in life. And the decisions may not be the ones that you want or expect, but you have to accept what happens based upon what you decided to do because you made a decision. And so you might learn it the hard way. You might learn it after losing everything. You might learn it after, you know, some bad times happening, but know that I'm teaching you now that, there's consequences to what you do 
And if you decide to go and stay out past your curfew of two o'clock and you decide to come home at four, I'm going to let you know that your hard head going to get your bottom real clear. That's going to be in the physical. But know that it can. It's, it's the same way in life. You, you, you have to accept whatever the consequences are. Absolutely. Yeah, I, this is... We're recording this in 2020, so we have to be careful with this conversation. But I know. Did, <laughs> did y'all ever have a situation where you 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 got out of line and there were some consequences on on the behind, we'll call it, that might be called, I don't know, words like getting a spanking, getting a whooping, getting your attention. I'm going to, uh, whatever she words you want to use. She actually said, she was like, you know, she said, I'm going to tell y'all, I gave them whoopings, but I also know now in 2020 and where we at now, you might get in trouble. She actually said that. She was like, so some of the stuff we did is like, <laughs> faux pas and like oh no you can't do that you can't whoop your kids today so she actually said that but you know yeah we got whoopings um it wasn't beatings like some people say they got beat I no that wasn't it and some of the times you know um it would be it would be not the whooping that was the worst but let's say um you know she might she might um have you do something and do it for so long that it, you just, you tire out yourself. So, like, you might have to sit, you know, in a corner or you might have to, you know, uh, stand with your arms like this and until she said, like, sometimes it was never her even touching us or whatever, or it would just be the hurt of her disappointment in what you did and realizing that happened as well. So, yeah, some of the, tr- the ways to which she instilled punishments are not necessarily accepted in 2020 but you still have to find a way to discipline your children um and show them that there's consequences because the world is going to show you consequences they're going to fire you they're going to put you in jail they're going to do all these other things you know they're going to label you they're going to do whatever so if i don't show you that there's consequences now Somebody else is going to show you and they're going to be far worse than anything that I could do. And what I did is in love to prepare you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there was I, th- I still recall being told to go down by the creek and pick out a switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Listen, remember my that today. And- <laughs> she had some bushes and she would be like, go get me a switch. And you'd be like. Dang. Why, why, why do you worked. have to pick my own with my own spanking too? Like, what, what is that about? Yes, go get me a switch was was infamous. <laughs> or, or you just wait. You sit there and wait till your daddy gets home, <laughs> and we're gonna discuss it, and then we will bring know. forth judgment. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, but it's so much. You know, we laugh about it and we can joke about it, but there is so much more and so much necessary in the forms of discipline that aren't happening. I'm not saying you have to do the switch or the belt, but they shouldn't be able to just be in a restaurant and run around the restaurant and without any consequences. Like if mama said, or daddy say, sit down, you need to sit down and eat your dinner or your like, and not talk back. Like, yeah, yeah. 
It is different today. And, and, you know, a lot of people, it makes us sound kind of like, oh, if things were just the way they were used to be. But they're, all of these lessons that you list out, these 20 things, these mama-isms, I guess, things your mama said, all of them, to me, I could actually, we could probably go through, we could apply them to business, corporate, ministry, uh, individual success, which, which is awesome. There's one thing you brought up early. You actually said this word twice. You've used the term labels. I wrote it down on my notepad here. And then there's a chapter. I think you said it's tell me one more time something ain't fair. And this is this is somewhere where we, we could actually get into a much deeper conversation, which I think it it might be cool. Uh, and and anyway, we'll see. People say, hey, you're gonna get deeper than giving whoopings? Well, maybe, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but but we're we're in society, Tanya, where there are so many labels given, and I, and I'm going to give a couple that people could have given you, and then maybe relate it to this chapter. If it doesn't relate to the chapter, let me know. But but uh, you know you know female woman many times in business and and success sometimes people give those labels that they may or may not be able to achieve to the same level as male uh, someone of color you know uh, African American or color we have a very label driven society and and then you mentioned labels earlier when you were very young you know there was a a possible learning disability that you disprove right out of the gate just going somewhere different and I'm going to let you go as deep as you want to into that and and let me just say I'm cool with it I know it's kind of interesting uh older white dude asking those questions but I, I I would love for our society to have conversations about this more. So, is it is that what was covered in that chapter? Or is that something different? Tell me one more time. Something ain't fair. The goal of her telling us that and telling me that was to prepare me that because of my color, because of my race, because of my background, my socioeconomical background, because of where I was born and raised from, because of my family, because of my um, history because of my finances because of all these different things I would be labeled and it would not be fair it would not be fair whatever I did it would not be good enough whatever I tried I would still be looked at as sometimes less than and so she was trying to tell us that life will not be fair so if I'm passing judgment or if I'm making a decision to do something that's the decision you can say it's not fair, but you have to understand that was a decision that was made. And I need you to know that I'm not I'm not trying to change it, but you need to know that because you're hurt about it, there's going to be additional ways in life as you grow up. That this won't be anything compared to the unfairness that you'll get, compared to the labels that people will put on you, compared to the things that you'll never be able to do and have access to because somebody sees you a certain way. And so um, it was very deep. It was very deep of what she said about that and what she tried to show and explain in the way that she was doing it because it, it, it really not it didn't harm but it really opened our eyes especially moving from all black school to basically all white school and you don't you don't get the you what they go home to may not be what you go home to and it's not that we aren't doing our best but sometimes it's not fair in life the where we come from and what we had this is our best 
what they have and where they came from, they may have already had something from the generation before and they could come up higher, but that's their, that's theirs. Is it the same? No. Is it something wrong with it? Maybe, but life isn't fair like that. We all have stuff that happens, good, bad, and different. That's another piece of it. And, 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 we, and we won't know when that unexpected comes, the stumbling blocks, the roadblocks. And I'm sure you don't want them, Tanya, but that's life. Life is not fair. And I need you to know that so that you don't fall apart, so you don't, you know, understand, so that you don't, you know, lose it when the unhappy and unfair things of life happen to you. Yeah. Is there a spiritual aspect to that being fair or unfair? Um, I mean, you can look at the story of the, um, was it Solomon when, uh, the two women came with the baby and, um, one, they both were claiming that they were theirs and he said, okay, they kept fighting, kept arguing. And then he said, okay, finally, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to cut the baby in half. And the one that really was the mother said, uh, no, let her have it. And so it was not fair that the one that actually was the mother was going to sacrifice and say, here you go. But she realized it was not fair to hurt the baby just because I wanted him. And so it's kind of the same role in life. You know, sometimes this, what, what, what we want, it won't, it won't happen. And we may have to sacrifice and give up and we still don't get it, you know, but, um, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices even when they hurt as well, even if it's not fair. It it turned out, you know, eventually Fallon gave her the baby, but it won't necessarily turn like turn out like that always. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And one thing that's interesting at the time we're recording this and by the time people listen to it, who knows, but we're in a world that's making some shifts and changes and you know there's been a virus that is definitely not fair (laughs) there's about to be most likely some economic challenges would be the lightest thing to say seeing projections that you know we could have 20 30 percent unemployment that doesn't sound fair either so it could be that what you just said tanya could be one of the most important messages that we share here because i think people need to hear that so Thank you for sharing that. All right, let's let's maybe be a little bit lighter because that's kind of pretty deep right there. A um, lot of lot of other like I see one titled "Cotton Pick in Mind" and then one that's got a few exclamation points that might be profanity, which is interesting. What is? Give us a couple. Just as we finish up here, we got a few minutes left. A couple of your favorites that you would just want to share and give us a little glimpse of the chapters before we finish up. Yeah, so I'm going to give you two that were hers and one that was my granny's that's in the book. So one says, can't nobody beat you being you. And that literally is reminding everyone to know that nobody can beat you being you. You need to stop this imposter syndrome. You need to stop fighting this urge and the S. Every, yeah, somebody's going to be prettier. Somebody's going to be wealthier. Somebody's going to be smarter. Somebody's going to be the smartest wherever that time and season is. But just like it, they look at the Fortune 500 or the top 50 influence, they do it every year because it changes. Because we, like you said at the beginning, we're always evolving. We're always growing. We're always arriving. We're always moving. We're always progressing towards destiny, which is the promise of God. And so that's a moment in time. 
but you can't stop being you trying to be who they are. You will never win. You will never get to the place of where you're supposed to be trying to be somebody else. So don't know, don't let anybody beat you being you. You be yourself. Another one she would say is you are who you're supposed to be. That's actually one of my favorites because it reminds me and it helps me so much every day in what I do, whether it's working with individuals or organizations. Who you are is what people want. Who you are is what people want to see when you show up. They don't want anybody else. They want the authenticity of who you are. That's who you're supposed to be, not anybody else. So those are the two that she said. And then the one, I have to pay homage to my grandmother that's in the book that says, keep living. Listen to him. I learned that very early. Because I used to mess with my granny when she was like, oh, we got to get home. It's getting too dark. I, I can't drive late in, at, at, it's, when it's too dark. I used to mess with her. Because I'd be like, granny, it's not even late. Like, what is the problem? No, no, no. I got to go home. It's getting too late. I can't see you at night. Or she was like, well, you got to come pick me up. Tim, let me tell you something. I can't see you at night. Okay, and I'm nowhere near how old my granny was when she was telling me that. So I have kept living and I have now been experiencing that. And so, yeah, that is, <laughs> yeah, I'm nowhere near how old she was. But I promise you, I cannot see at night. I, even the glasses don't help. These are real. I, they still don't help. I cannot see unless it's from memory. I can drive from memory. Like if I'm going somewhere, I always go. I can just drive from memory, but outside of it, somewhere new, nope, I can't see. Uh-uh. Oh my goodness, that's that's interesting. Because I, I was sitting here thinking, wow, we used to used to be a joke in our family. People say, oh, we better better get home before it gets dark, and we'd look yeah. at the car and go, there's lights on that car. Why can't we drive after dark? It's like them lights. No. The, the headlights just be bouncing in the air like deer crossing the street. Listen, I can't see. It's bad. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, we could probably have fun going through all of these chapters, but I'm going to let people get the book and read it. But how can our listeners connect with you? Go ahead. We're going to put it in the notes, but just tell them verbally for those that might be listening on the podcast. Just how, th- how can they connect with you? Absolutely. So on social media, you will find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter under Talking with Tanya. So search for me, follow me, like for, like me, subscribe, connect. We'd love to hear what you have to say about the show. We'd love to hear, um, you know, any type of feedback or just ask me a question. And then on the books, you can get them on Amazon. They're there in digital print and audio. And then the journals are in print. But you can also go to my website for my direct link for my store at shop.tanyajmiller.com. And that is where you can get the books, as well as the journals, as well as message merch. I'm actually wearing a message merch that says purpose so full of it. Um, But basically our message merch is merchandise that we sell that is with a purpose. So um, message apparel, message buttons, message stickers, all different things, affirmation cards are out there. And if you sign up at bit.ly, all caps, join fam, you get 20% off your first order. So, hey, I'm throwing a little extra in it that you can't get from Amazon. And then nice. um, you also can go to get um, sign up and get one of our online classes on life and leadership at school.tanyajmiller.com. 
as well as just going to the regular website, teamjmiller.com. Find all this information. You can find information about coaching, strategy sessions, or even speaking. Because you might, hey, you might want me to come to your podcast or your virtual summit because we're all pivoting, we're all shifting, and we're all doing what's necessary for what is and what is to come. And so thank you, Tim, so much for being able to be one that comes. You know, I love your heart that you allow not just business owners and entrepreneurs, but you talk to and try to reach ministers and have them on and anyone that's just going after their purpose to excel and success and move forward. So I appreciate the opportunity to seek, go and create with you today. And again, <laughs> tell your wife, sure. happy birthday. Happy birthday. I will. Really, yeah. A couple quick things as we wrap. What's next? Just what's, what are you excited about? What's next? We're in an odd time right now, but what's next for you? What, what's something you've got coming up? Motivated effort is the fourth project and it's coming out and it's reminding you that it all starts with you. That's the fourth project that's coming out. And I may do another mixtape as well. So I forgot, yeah, I, ha I have a mixtape that's on all digital outlets. It's not me rapping, but it's me doing talk with Taya or a pretty cool beat. And, you know, sometimes that might be what you need in the morning time to, you know, reset or at the end of the day or working out. So check that out on um, all digital outlets as well. So. For sure, motivated effort, maybe another mixtape. Awesome. All right. Title of the podcast, Tanya, Seek, Go, Create. Last question for you. Which one of those words jumps out to you and why? You probably, with your background, know that they have some spiritual background to all of them. But seek, go, create. Which one? You know, you told me this at the beginning, and I was like, I'm like, all of them. <laughs> but you told me I had to pick one. So I just think I would say um, create is really just sticking out for right now. And I just think it's because he's shifting me and looking at how I need to do things. And he's creating and renewing me in my spirit and in my frame of mind of where he's trying to go and how he's even the more bringing forth the spiritual aspect of what I do, the kingdom aspect of what I do to show up in this earth. So he's creating something new. And he's, and he's bringing it out. That's excellent. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking time to share with us. If you're listening and you would like to continue the conversation, we encourage you to do that. And we welcome it. We would love it. Just continue, continue this conversation. All you need to do is go to seekgocreate.com. That's seekgocreate.com. And you can comment on this specific episode post or you could contact us via the contact us page or you could also find us and communicate on facebook linkedin twitter and instagram all of those places facebook linkedin twitter and instagram we are seek go create those three words just do a search you can find us thank you again all for joining us we look forward to connecting with you on the seek go create podcast in the near future <music>